This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Bienvenidos, mis amigos. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. No, I'm going to spare you from any more Spanish. This is your live and interactive Sharks Post Game Show. We do this after every game. So if you're a new newbie or you're part of the usual suspects, you know how this thing goes. If you want to be part of the show, you just hit us up on uh, our YouTube chat on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social at Teal Town USA. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, you name it. And for more info, hit us up on tealtownusa.com. And with that, hi everyone. Yes, we are in stealth mode. We are also in Los Tiburones mode as well. We'll show off the uh, giveaway later t- uh, in the in the program. And uh, But first, we say hello to the guy who doesn't know time zones. He is Mr. Ian Reed. Oh, I have a good grasp of time zones now. I just didn't when I was 11 and thought, <laughs> oh, man, this team's going to be awesome. I'm going to be a fan of this team. This is the best ever. Right. And, and of course, therefore, <laughs> you're up at two or, well, it's 122. One, yeah. Talking about uh, the team that you know and love. So, Absolutely. yes, yes. So. Uh, let's talk about this game. First off, it is it was Los Tiburones it's night. Stealth mode, guys. It's stealth mode. Stealth That's why mode. I start. Yes, it's stealth mode, right? Come on. If if we go in the stealth mode and have it, all the lights on, we we just can't do it. I mean, come on. So, you know. So let's let's get at it. The the Sharks, winners of three in a row, hoping to uh, head out on the on an East Coast road trip, going a four and. Uh, you know, four and four. So mm-hmm. uh, Buffalo coming in as one as the best team in the East. I mean, when's the last time we were able to say that last season, last year, they were about the same time. They were where they are now. They, they, to, they ripped off a bunch of wins to start last season, but they had that 10 game win streak too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then everything fell off the wagon after that. Correct. So let's get at it. Uh, I, I thought early on, uh, I thought, uh, you you saw a lot of guys come with a lot of jump, uh, Melker Carlson, namely um, Noah Greger, who gets the call up uh, earlier Saturday morning from the Barracuda, uh, gets to play in this game. I thought he had some jump in the limited time he was on the ice. Uh, what stood out to you early on in the first? Um, yeah, I thought it was a good game. Like off the hop, they they came out. They had a decent. They had some decent jump to them. So did the Sabres. It was, you know, it was pretty, pretty exciting off the hop, I thought. Yeah. Um, you, you, you could tell that you were going to be in for what I thought was going to be a good game. And I still think it all in all uh, outcome aside, I still think it was a pretty good game. So, um, yeah, it, it was really, you know, it was it was it was fun hockey off the hop. I thought I I, I think the, the Sharks, you know, got outshot early and that's concerning. But. Um, but I think once they got their once they got their feet underneath them, I thought they played really well. Yeah, they they really did. I and I was very impressed as to uh, their their moves. 
I think they were going a little fancy tonight, but uh, overall, I thought they looked, considering they lost this game, I, I thought they, they looked pretty decent. So, but they uh, they got off the short end of the stick at 12-10. Uh, Johansson with his fourth, um, and, and you're going to have to help me with this one, Ian. Mm-hmm. Yokoharu. 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 Ah, silent J. My bad. And Scandella with the assist to get things going for Buffalo to make it one nothing there. Um, uh, I didn't see anything horrible out of there, so... There wasn't really. It was. It was a nifty little play. I mean, the only thing that was really horrible about it was was Jones needs to close his five hole. Yeah. Um. Really defensively, there wasn't much they could do with the pass. Like it was. It was a really. I thought it was kind of a soft pick, and I. I really. I thought it was like it was a really slick move. Um. A little bit of a soft pick, but. Uh. You know. But Jones really needs to make that save. Yeah, a five hole one. That's one that you really should have. So. Yeah. Definitely at fourteen fifty, and and of course we pay our uh, our trademark copyright uh, payment to Shalana Goldman for this one. Buffalo gets called for hella dudes on a frozen pond, sets up a sharks power play, which has been rolling as of late, and Timo Meyer uh, gets uh, his second on the season from Jumbo and uh, Eric Carlson. Uh, I, 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 this this power play, you know, while Kane was out, I think was like 0 for 14, and now now they can't be stopped. Yeah, um, it was really good. I mean, they they bounced back. They kept playing. Um, again, I you know early on, I thought that uh, that Buffalo was really um, really came out flying, and I thought the Sharks matched and they took advantage of the opportunities they were given. And and the team of Miracle was just. Um, the the way that it, the way Hurdle and Meyer kind of or Hurdle and uh, not sorry Meyer and Marlowe sorry uh, got the you know they they really um, what am I trying to say they they kind of crossed up the defense there uh, for the Sabers I it was a really nice goal and it was a really nice play and it was really is it, you know it's like it's simple like just it was to me it was like a really it was a really smart but really simple play um, how they kind of crossed up the defenders and that's where the Sharks I think have really this is where they're they've really kind of turned things around this season is you know is making the simple plays and i think that you could probably look further into this game and i think we'll we'll definitely talk about it where maybe the simple plays stop getting made but uh that this was a really smart but simple play that paid dividends yep uh and and we talk about the power play i know aj tweeted this out before marlo they were one for 17 uh, after Marlowe, five for ten. <laughs> I mean, now granted, now granted, you know the the thing is, uh, it, it's not just Patty, but it definitely seemed to be. Uh, I don't know. It seemed more balanced, more cohesiveness to it. I I mean, yeah, I, like obviously Marlowe came into the lineup and and things started clicking, and you know Marlowe got those two goals. But really, I mean, it's you know it's like i keep going back to it's it's the it's it's the simplifying of the game somewhat and it's just like better performances across the board and i i mean if you want to point to marlow and say that's that's it that's the that's the magic bullet then great fine whatever i'm not going to stop you but um i i think it does somewhat of a discredit to, to the effort and the changes that you know the more 
commitment to their game that the Sharks have shown since that yeah. game. Definitely. And it's been one of those things. And here's the other thing for that matter, too. We're getting a lot of this in the chat, um, mm -hmm. you know, more more than anything, uh, Sleepy Mofo staying. Yeah, I didn't like the time on ice amongst the players. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, he got a whopping six minutes tonight, you know, or, or you know, PDB wants to run uh, Brent Burns into the ground after eight games. Uh, what did you take from that? Uh, and granted, the the team was down most of the night. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, that's typical Peter DeBoer, right? I mean, right. Uh, the Sharks are from behind the lines. The Sharks are playing from behind the lines. Get jumbled. People. The bench gets shortened, and that's pretty. You know, I mean, do you need to do that eight games into the season? I would argue that it's not fantastic, but um. It is what it is. I I, I don't know. Like I, these things, we've there's things that I I mean I could go on an epic rant about this, but these are <laughs> things that have been like, this is a you know death taxes water wet, grass is green type thing, right? Like right. it's just it's just so par for the course and so normal for this team. Like I could I could rant about it all night if I really wanted to, but it's just at the point now where you know I've just it's part of the accepted way that the the sharks are coached and that's it is what it is <laughs> and there's plenty and there's and there's plenty of people out there that will tear that you know that will drill this into the ground um, um for you on a gameway basis i just i don't know i i, I like to talk i don't know it's just i i don't want to just get angry about the same things every game right and that's the last thing we we want to do is be a broken record for and for that matter i mean you you just hope that they learn from any any bad <laughs> things going in what <laughs> well peter devore learned something i mean that's... Uh, well, that's true that's true uh continuing on with the recap at 1920 larson for buffalo goes in for slashing uh late in the period uh and nothing would come up of that on the, at the beginning of the first or or any of that matter uh second period um you know when aj talked to to kevin lebank he said he wanted to stay stay out of the penalty box and do kill some more penalties would we uh, we expected that we expected him not to serve the bench miners now it just seems like he's taking more miners but uh, this time at 309 he gets called for holding uh thankfully the sharks penalty kill has been on a on a great run lately Mm -hmm. uh, tonight. Uh, they also take another penalty at 918. Mario Ferraro takes a tripping call. Uh, doesn't do much for for the uh, for uh, the Sabers. Uh, so for the penalty kill, I mean, if you even when when they were struggling, I thought they looked pretty good. Yeah, the penalty kill is something that has been a strong point for the Sharks all season. Um, I, I think that's definitely something that you could say about this team. Even even when it was bad, the penalty kill was pretty okay. Like I thought, um, and I, I I thought it was good tonight too. Um, you know, the Sabers definitely had their opportunities tonight, and for the most part, the Sharks took care of business. And so, I mean, if you want to look at like definite pluses to take away from this game, you know, because I think in a loss like this, you you want to look at some positives, right? And you want to find things that you can build on for the next game and penalty kills absolutely in that category. 
And and honestly, like like we said, I didn't think they played a horrible game tonight. I think Buffalo stayed on on top of them, you know, and, and didn't let up. Um, but at twelve fourteen, uh, the 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 question. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. Buffalo took a penalty at 12:14. Ocposo for holding. Buffalo scores at 17:03. Casey Middlestat, which was called a goal first, then the referees got together and said no, no goal. Then Toronto called, said mm-hmm. it was a goal. Um, okay. Um, all kinds of confusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but what did you think of it? What, I mean, it looked really close. Okay. So I went back and looked at it. Um, I went back and looked at it. I I think that the, the play starts, um, that the, the problem here, here's, here's the problem, right? Like, and I, and I'm a totally a fan of this, um, of the way the NHL does icings. Cause I, 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 I agree. No touch icing's really annoying. Like it really kills the flow of the game, but touch icing is dangerous and stupid. Right. So we have just this ask Marco Sturm. Icing. Yeah, like we have hybrid icing. Okay. And unfortunately, it's left to a discretion call. Now, the ref, the linesman, sorry, makes a discretion call that, you know, that uh, he believes that the Buffalo player is going to get to that puck before um, Mario Ferraro. Um, and obviously, that is the wrong call. And that's what. Uh, Peter DeBoer is talking about and um, what AJ is bringing up right now. And that's what uh, Peter DeBoer is bringing up. And and to me, like, obviously it's one of those things where, yeah, it was definitely, you know, I, I that was really close. It could have gone either way. I don't like that non-icing call, but the Sharks had benefited from similar um, non-icings during the game as well. Um, so I'm not as angry about that the the problem that i have with this and it's not even so much like the end result i'm, I'm actually fine with the end result the the one replay that they showed um i i thought the puck it was the right the, the goal was the right call based on the one replay we got from the front that we didn't get the last game right. which is what i want to rant about right now is because okay the nhl has more angles more camera angles than the broadcast has access to this is something that is that should be known at this point. If it's not, there you go. It's known. Um, the The problem I have with this whole situation is you come out and, okay, it's a goal, whatever, and then the ref comes over and says, no goal. And, and then the ref says, okay, um, you know, no goal. Oh, and now it's getting reviewed. And I just, the problem that I have, and maybe this is, you know, maybe this is partially on the commentary too, because I feel like, like there's no communication as to why all this is happening. And I think that's the most frustrating part. Now, obviously we do know that Toronto can like look at any close goal and call back and say, okay, look at, this is what we saw this, you know, and this is what it is. But the, the way that this doesn't get communicated on either the broadcast or I couldn't hear in, in the arena. So maybe it did get said in the arena and we just didn't hear it because Randy was kind of blathering on. That's the thing that I think is frustrating for, because for me, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a seasoned fan. I like to think I know what I'm talking about. I have a fancy microphone and everything. Um, But for, for the casual fan, like that's really confusing. That whole sequence is really confusing and it doesn't need to be confusing. And I really think like this is one place where the NHL really needs to, be more clear whether it's from the 
announcers or, you know, in the announcers or just like relayed, like when the ref's talking, like he looks confused as to what the hell's going on. And that to me shouldn't happen. Like it really, I don't know. The NHL just needs to do overall a better job of communicating why these things are happening. And that's that's the thing. There should be a lot more clarification. I mean, after all, they love to apologize after bad calls. So hopefully the Sharks will get a call back, right? Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. You do have other hosts that will do that. I'm not doing that. No, but I, I, I get it. I think more than anything, everybody wants to see consistency. And when you see consistency... Uh, on it, then it'll be noticeable to call that penalty. Well, here's over, the problem, over, though, over. right? Because why couldn't we get that? Why could we get not get that front, that front-facing camera that we got tonight? Why wasn't that angle? Why didn't we get that angle on the other goal? Like, that that's the frustrating thing too. Is it's from a presentation standpoint too? Because because when I saw this angle, I'm like, okay, that I can understand why that's not a goal. But right. you didn't get that angle on the last broadcast, and it's in the same arena. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, like it just it, these things just boggle my mind sometimes. Like it, it has to be consistent, but it just like the refs have to be more consistent. But I'd like to just see like, you know, can the broadcast be more consistent too then? Because like why, you know, we're watching the same feed. We're watching the same, you know, the same cameras, same arena. Why didn't we get that view for the other goal that the whichever, whoever's goal it was? Um, in the third period? Was it no the, the the one from last game? Oh oh um, uh, the Kane's goal. Sure, yeah, Kane's goal. Or no, it was or, Gambrell. Or Gambrell, that's right. Gambrell, right. And and that's yeah. I don't know what's like. I I don't know like why can't we get that angle? Um, why didn't we get that angle in the last game? Like how come CSN doesn't have that? Angle? Like that's the really from a presentation standpoint. And I, I understand like this is not specifically an NHL problem. This is a CSN whatever problem or sports network, whatever the fuck they're called. Pardon my language. Um, NBC Sports California. NBC Sports California. Like I don't know, they they need to also be a little more consistent in the presentation because like I would like to see that angle that they had tonight for the for that goal that you know that they had California had tonight from the for that other for the Gambrell. Like I just, I just, it just, I just like to see a little more consistency across the board, not just in the calls, because I don't know from the angles I saw, like, I don't know for sure about that Gambrell goal, but if they would have had the angle they had tonight, like I'd have a better idea. And that's, I don't know, right? Like to me, that's, 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 that's an issue to just with, you want to talk consistency, it, it's kind of everywhere. It's right. all over the place. And that's what this league has always wanted or would like to be desired is more consistency. And I think more than anything, that's what the fans want. And and for that matter, I would say teams and, and team management, that way they know, you know, that if something's getting messed up or, or, or anything that, okay, this is what it was called beforehand and everything. So uh, DeBoer on middle stats goal, the waved icing just prior to that for me was unexplainable. Whether it was crossbore, whether it wasn't, they have all the angles, so we will live with that decision. Right, and that's and like that last part is exactly where I'm at. Like, 
we can only try and judge based on the the angles that we're shown, right, as right. fans. Um, you know, I I don't get all the I don't know all the angles that the you know that the NHL has. We don't get to see those, unfortunately. So I do kind of err to the side of caution with these things, and also too because of some of the angles that the cameras are on, it, it's basically to judge like whether from from these angles just based on where they are it it makes things it skews perspective yeah because it's not a straight on right so it skews perspective so you don't really have that like it might look over the bar on tv but it might not actually be over the bar because of the skew in perspective so i generally i don't get too cranky about these things i just get cranky about the lack of consistency and presentation of these things and that's that's where again Overall consistency, not just the league and and, and their officiating. You know, there's stuff in there, and it's and I get it. It's a little tough with every different arena, uh, sure. You know, so but there there's should be some consistency all around. And, and you have a 200 by 85 surface with six by four goal, you know, foot goal posts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I mean, you have some, you have some consistency all over that can that can take place so right i mean i just i without having like i i just uh, you know and I, I know some people are really angry about this on twitter about like this was a goal this wasn't a goal why is this goal why is that not a goal like i just i i don't have the answer and we should and that and and that's the bottom line right there again you, you hit it right on, on the spot we don't know the answer but we should so yeah uh, third period. What boy? Howdy! Did that? Did that crazy? Uh, third begin uh, a little wild. Tomas Hurdle with his third of the of the his season. Carl Eric Carlson and Logan Couture with the power play goal uh, deflected shot that ties the game up at two two. Uh, mm-hmm. what what did you think of uh of Tomas's uh tying tally? It's nice. I mean, good play, solid play. Like it just. Again, you know, they, they again, they, they, they tried to simplify things a little bit because I thought for a while there they were making too many passes when they should have shot. And, right. uh, you know, uh, take the shot, especially when the puck was bouncing as much. I'm gonna, I'll get to this later. <laughs> well, rant, rant, rant pending. Rant pending. Oh, boy. Be prepared for that one, folks. Uh, at, at 228, Jeff Skinner. Um you know, the guy who stole the Calder from Logan Couture, we'll call it, <laughs> uh, to many people. He gets his fifth from McCabe and Johansson uh, to make it 3-2 Buffalo on on a deflection. Uh, do you see anything that that bothered you on, on this one? No. No. I mean, Buffalo shot the puck. Shoot the puck on that. You, you know, you got to put it on net to put it in. Right. Um, I thought that Buffalo took a lot of shots where the Sharks would make a pass in the same situation. And I think that's a big part of the reason why Buffalo is winning. Yeah. Uh, Todd Snyder has a good point. And the NFL has kind of gone to this. Uh, yeah, Todd, the... go ahead. Yeah, Todd Snyder, guys, going to say, go ahead. Yeah, why can't we see the angles Toronto's make? Toronto makes decisions on? Fantastic question. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know, and that's that is that goes back to kind of what I'm saying is like, why don't we get to see all the angles? Why can't we see what Toronto is looking at or the upstairs goal judges looking at when they make the call? Like, it should be. It. I agree. Like he said something before this where it's like you want consistency, but you also need to be transparency. And I think that 
through consistency you can get more transparency mm-hmm. um i but I, I completely i mean it's absolutely it's about transparency right i think that um i mean look at some people it doesn't matter what you show them like how perfect of an angle you show them they're just not you know they're gonna fan and i'm not gonna tell anyone how to fan but i feel like the nhl does shoot themselves in the foot because i don't understand why they can't send this feed say hey look at this is why we made this call and then send that feed down to their television partner like i just it makes no sense to me or or for that matter i mean they've been uh, we'll give them credit for being uh, good at at sending um you know the explanation of goals or no goals or or mm-hmm. of such. Put it in there. Put it with the yeah, explanation like, because I mean anybody can pick that up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I I wish there was more transparency because like we could have a lot less of these dumb conversations about stupid calls, and it'd be better. Like it, I just exactly. You know, and I would love to have less stupid conversations about calls. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, AJ mentioning wasn't there a goalie that tweeted last season that we'd have tech by now to definitely know height of puck at touch. Yeah, I mean they're they're supposed to be sure. going they're supposed to be going um to to that player tracking system where everything is going to be tracked uh ver- in the very near future. So definitely on that. Uh, and well, let's. Uh, Let's get to the one that that was getting some comments in on on our uh, on our uh, on our uh, chat earlier. Sure. The game-winning goal from Zygmus Gergensen's at twelve fifteen. Um, you know, I ek sixty five. You know, sends it up ice to get to to Sorensen. Sorensen doesn't see it. Uh, turns over a shot that looked like it was screened by by Jones. I I, I didn't think that was Jones' fault at all. Uh, it didn't look like he didn't have too much of a chance at it though. I thought it, you know, it was obviously this this play obviously is is gonna have people upset. Um, I thought look at I I I think that yeah Carlson has to be a little more responsible with the puck there. I thought he, I thought Carlson had a really good game otherwise until yeah. this moment. Absolutely. Um, but um, you know, it it is it isn't just on him though. Like I agree, I think Sorensen should have, you know, should have skated out. Actually, you know, um, at Prospect Geek, Chris Edwards on Twitter. If you guys don't follow him, he's Chuck saying he has some really really cool analysis. Sometimes I thought he broke down this play really really well um, on his Twitter account, so you could check that out. Um, yeah, Sorensen. Look at if it, if if it wasn't like ideally, you would have a center in that position, and just Sorensen had to just happen to be the low center. He's not. It's not exactly ideal place for Sorensen to be. Um, if it was one of our centers, that play doesn't happen. Like because the one thing that the Sharks have is really solid centers, and I feel like if it was one of our centers in that position instead of Sorensen, that goal doesn't happen, or at least it you know that that doesn't look so egregious. But look, I mean, you know. Um, that's unfortunately that's 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 probably the way that DeBoer would have him run that play every time um I don't like it I mean in that situation you know like it's hard because the, the, we can we can look at the play in slow motion replay from 17 different angles right. uh and then dissect it to hell and, and pretend that it's not you know a game of like knee-jerk snap decisions um you know I Personally, I would have liked to see Eric Carlson just play it up the boards there, but that's probably the that's probably the system play there. Yeah. And 
Um, you know, I don't like it. I think it's equal. You know, Carlson definitely has to be a little more responsible. Puck, but yeah, Sorensen has to finish the play, uh, and yep. he didn't. So it's 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 a bad breakdown. And again, it goes back to Sabers don't they take the shot? They don't pass. They take the shot. Yep, and, and that's that's where things will have to change for the Sharks, especially when you're down. Uh, late in the game, they they had a number of chances. They just couldn't bury it. I mean, uh, you know, full credit to Buffalo on on this one. They go to seven one and one on the campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. DeBoer on where the Sharks are going uh, into the road trip. Quote: We're getting better. I can tell you, I like where our game game's at now. A lot better than we did two weeks ago. Uh, and continuing on, not an easy trip, not an easy games or buildings, but I think our game is at least starting to look recognizable. Yeah, I mean, the only real thing I had with the Sharks game tonight was, look, that puck was bouncing around like crazy. Um, and it was obviously, it was affecting their passing game a lot. You, you saw a lot of passes that would normally be nice, clean stick, you know, uh, tape-to-tape passes that were have the players were having trouble settling them down and i think the only real gripe i have about tonight's game because i thought otherwise i thought they played a good game i thought they they put themselves in a position to win the game uh overall but there's just too many times where they had like odd man rushes where they opted to pass even though the puck is bouncing around like crazy and by contrast if you look at the game buffalo played buffalo just put a lot of pucks on net a lot of their goals were were pucks on net you know they that second last one uh they you know they 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 martin jones doesn't get the rebound uh doesn't control the rebound as much as he'd like but he's already he's he's out like it's physically impossible for him to get back into the net at that point so um you know and the sharks they're kind of they kind of have the 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 defender's hamstring you want the defenders to probably put their you know get a stick on that puck and get it out of there but at the same time they can't you know this is a play where you can't take a penalty prevent a goal because unless you can get a hold of that puck you know it's not like carlson can just throw down the guy in front of the net and take the penalty because unless the sharks get the puck before it goes across the line it doesn't matter right right it's 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 going to be a goal regardless so i i would have liked to have seen the sharks shoot a little bit more with you know based on how much the puck was bouncing around i thought even though they were really fighting the puck a lot tonight they they were still trying to make passes that they could have taken shots. Uh, and you saw at the end of the game when they started taking shots, you know, Allmark had, was just stupid, silly in that last sequence. Um, but again, that was, you know, a lot of that was pucks on net. So I think that's the only real down I have for this game. I thought overall it was it was a good game. I thought the Sharks played well. Um, I just think when they, when they were clearly fighting the puck, uh, trying to make plays, shoot it. Yep. Look for yeah. the rebound. And get some, get somebody to the front of the net to get that rebound for sure, for sure. Uh, DeBoer on Noah Gregor debut and then playing with Kane and Hurdle, we had one goal scored at the end of two periods. We shuffled all the lines, moved him up. Thought he did a good job. He also commended him on the speed and such for that. So uh, I mean, I thought that I thought that just looked really. Really, uh, a good job tonight for for Noah Gregor. Uh, let me try to pull up his numbers here. Uh, he played seven thirty one, considering. So, uh, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty typical for a guy 
of that. Like that's about what a guy like is going to play. He probably played, you know, Dylan Gambrell probably played about the same amount. Eight minutes. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, I, I think, you know, he, I thought he had a good, yeah, for his first game, you know, get the, get the jitters out. I thought he had a good game. I, I think, you know, um, Kane, Kane tried to, tried to make a pass there where I like we shot, but I mean, he was trying to get the kid his first NHL goal. I can commend, you know, I can, I can respect that right. uh, in my old curmudgeon ways. I, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> Over, I mean, overall, like, if the Sharks play more games like this, they're going to win more than they're going to lose. Right. They just need to find it and keep going. I, I, honestly, I, I think, however, what, what can't keep going is playing your number six defenseman only six minutes and 16 seconds. Uh, you know, EK65 played nearly 28 and a half minutes. Burns played 28 and a half minutes. Uh, you know, Vlasic, 19 minutes. Brendan Dillon went over the 20-minute mark there. Uh, Martin Jones, 31 shots. What was Vlasic's minutes? Vlasic was 1907. 1907. What was, what was uh, Dillon, you said? 2046. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something that I've noticed lately, too, is is um, Peter DeBoer has really been uh, relying on Dillon in, in higher minutes, which, is, which I don't have a problem with because I think Dillon's been really solid this year. Yeah, it'll definitely... Uh, Give it's something to watch going forward. Yeah, uh, but like we like we mentioned, you don't want to burn out the, your two big guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, it's Peter, that's going to happen. Yeah. Excuse me, everyone. Ooh, hit a dry spot there. My apologies. Uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Buffalo fan Joanna Trachtenberg, uh, a real seat squirmer of a game tonight. It's going to be another tough one on Tuesday. Uh, Joanna, thanks for uh, joining us. Really appreciate it. Congrats yeah, on the win, uh, for sure. Uh, Buffalo fans, I I know of one that you know works for a certain apparel company that works for a certain NHL team that's that's watching. <laughs> congrats on the win. Yeah, yeah, great job, great job. Yeah, congrats on your win. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, AJ mentions you know crappy ice with the CUDA game earlier, but you got to credit two power play goals and holding a very good Buffalo power play off the scorecard. Yeah. Buffalo came in in third in the league tonight. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, again, like, like I said, I, I think the sharks, if their overall game, they're going to win, they're going to win more games. They're going to lose if they, then they're going to lose if, if they continue playing the way they did tonight. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's unfortunately some really big gaffes ended up, costing them like you could definitely i know if people are gonna are gonna highlight the eric carlson play uh that first goal that jones let in was pretty damn brutal yeah um you definitely you know, gotta have that one right i mean you know so i mean and that's the that's it right i mean it's a it's a it's a game of it's a quick game uh, mistakes are gonna happen and it's what you do with them and and tonight buffalo made the sharks pay yeah definitely indeed final stats on the night uh buffalo uh, had I believe thirty five shots. Oh, NHL.com, you you always seem to impress me there. Uh, Martin Jones, what did you think of him tonight? Uh, stopping thirty one of thirty five. I, I thought he had it. He had an okay game. I, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't a terrible game. Like you know, I, I didn't like that first goal. Um, but other than that, I thought he played. Uh, he played a fine game. Um, he he wasn't he wasn't the reason the Sharks lost tonight. Not at all. I completely agree on that one. Face-offs 55-45 in favor of San Jose. 
uh, special teams, all San Jose, give credit to them. I mean, they've definitely turned their special mm-hmm. teams around a bit. Two for four on the power play tonight. Uh, they gave Buffalo, as we said, one of the best power plays in the league. 0 for four on the on the night tonight. Yep. Uh, 22 19 in hits in favor of San Jose. 15 and nine blocks in favor of Buffalo uh, on that one. Uh, going through the stat sheet here, you know, Gergensen's middle stat, Skinner and Marcus Johansson, uh, all with your goal scores. Johansson with a two point night on the night. Uh, you got a pair and assist for uh, Yokeharu. Mm hmm. I got that one right. Uh, for San Jose, uh, good news. Eric Carlson, two assists on the night. Bad news, minus three. Uh, not the greatest in the world. Dylan was a minus two as well. And I know the plus minus can be one of those sneaky comments, but. I, I don't, I mean, like I look at, I mean, I guess, yeah, you can look at the thing minus three, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I think in a game, it's a, I think in a game it's a pretty useless stack. I thought Dylan had a really good night tonight too, and you'd say he's a minus two. So I mean, I I don't know. I thought Dylan had a good game tonight. I thought Eric Carlson had a good game tonight, other than you know, um, other than that one play, which wasn't completely on him. But um, you know, he has to wear he has to wear some of the goat horns on that. Yep. But I thought overall he played like a good game. Like I just I don't know. Like plus minus is just dumb for a night like this because I think you know, someone has to be on the ice when the when the puck goes in, right? I completely agree. Uh, Christine just got home. Thank you for the entertaining uh, M on the ride home. Uh, the silver lining is I finally get to watch my Teal Town USA t-shirt. Yeah, she kept wearing that every game because they had won when she wore it. So, yep, the streak is over. Now you can go ahead and wash it. And uh, I think your, uh, <laughs> your seatmates will thank you for that. <laughs> Oh, boy. But um, as for tonight, it was Los Tiburones night. Uh, definitely one of the, my favorite uh, uh, shots, indeed. I'm going to pull go full here, if you don't mind, Ian, uh, mm-hmm. and show this jersey off. Because the, I, uh, to me, this is one of the, the nicer Los Tiburones designs. Uh, Abel, uh, I think it was Hernandez, uh, with this design, really uh showed it off and uh gotta say this this one looks really awesome uh that's pretty slick yeah i like it yeah i mean yeah you don't have purple you don't have really purple in in the original design but the i i like the, i just like like kind of like the letters on the like the lettering and I like the colors there it's really neat it's yeah. a slick little design and the uh, the the shoulder patch, it's really really cool uh, to see. So definitely uh, really cool. I, and and I like how the sharks had shirts there, uh, even though if they were fanatics, uh, it was nice. I was hoping for pucks or or, or some form. That's of cool. Stuff. Yeah, I like that. So uh, let me get you back in here. There we go. Uh, so definitely have a fun fun and, and you know. I'm probably going to kill some people for doing this, but, uh, you know, we, we, we can't have, uh, we, we can't have a, a Los Tiburones night without a, a nice goal call, right? That's true. Goal! 
<laughs> I don't understand why more. I maybe and maybe I aren't they weren't they supposed to start this year? But like, at the like, NHL games should have like a Spanish broadcast. I I. Right? Com- Completely. I don't understand why they've been so slow to pick on that. And I know some people are like, oh, how many, you know, how many Spanish people of Hispanic, you know, how many of them, you know, are, are huge hockey fans? I don't know. But like hockey isn't exactly a popular sport in India as far as I know. And, you know, they did they did broadcast. No, but they did broadcast up here in Punjabi. Right. Um, And, you know, and, and they've really they've really taken off. And I think that. You know, it, you have to do it before. Like the NHL always makes the mistake of waiting for there to be a demand for something instead of creating the demand. And right. I just, yeah, I, I really feel like for a, for especially a uh, a league that tries to go into you know quote unquote unconventional markets, this should be a thing that happens all the time. Like there should always be, uh, there's there just should be. There's there's no excuse in 2019 for every game not to have a Spanish broadcast, in yeah. my opinion. And Jessica saying, you know, um, hello, there's a lot of us Latinos that like the Sharks. Bingo. I'm not saying I'm not. And again, no, no, no. I just, no, I don't. I don't I'm think not it's saying that you. Latinos don't like hockey. I'm just saying I don't know what the demand would be for said broadcast. But I feel like if you build it, they will come. Yeah, I, I think I would think so. And, and that's the thing is that and in fact the sharks after their 94 run they had a spanish radio broadcast for all their home games for like a couple of seasons you know mm-hmm. uh i just think it should be league-wide at this point there's I, no excuse to i be league-wide. I, like it, i don't think it should be just in markets where you know what i mean like it shouldn't right. be just in you know latino markets it should be in every market every market should have a, a spanish broadcast at this point in my humble opinion yeah uh, even even if it's like putting them in front of a, a TV screen to call the game, they're not in the per, in the arena per se. Kind of like what they've done with like World Cup soccer games as well. Uh, Joanna mm-hmm. saying, I think the Panthers have a Spanish broadcast, or at least they did in the past. Yep, I I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, and it's it's just to to stretch out the game to local viewership. I, I mean, I right, I, and like I I don't want to make. I, I and again, like I, I, I don't want to like talk at a turn. I don't know what, I, I don't know what they, there is in certain markets, and I don't know what the listener numbers are. Like I don't want to just say like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be careful here. I don't want to. I, I, I'm not trying to say that there isn't Latino fans. I'm just saying that right, they could probably make more fans if this was like an NHL wide initiative. That's all. You know, and, and that and the funny thing is, you know, and like Jerry F says, do whatever you can do to grow the game. They just had their first Hispanic Heritage Month in the NHL in the preseason. It's like okay, um, that that's a good start. Let's 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 go from there. You know, let's make things happen. Right. So, uh, it, it'll be a matter of time. I mean, uh, I I I think that's going to be coming soon. Let's. I thought there was some sort of announcement about it, but I don't. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, so I don't. I don't want to. Not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, there's definitely it'll it'll be definitely coming in very soon. Uh, you know, H A. If we can broadcast football in English, we can cast NHL in Espanol. Yes. Word. <laughs> so. With that, the Sharks lose. They're now three and five on the campaign. They will definitely uh, 
know their opponent next time around because they just played at Buffalo uh, in Buffalo to begin the road trip on the East Coast, which will be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a really good one. I mean, do you expect any lineup changes per se? I mean, uh, no, I mean, uh, I, I know that they, they called up Gregor because um, Riddell's sick. I'm assuming once Riddell's good to go, he'll be back in the lineup. Um, and, and honestly, I, I don't, there's not really much I would tweak about the Sharks right now. I mean, look at they, again, you know, they, they came off of, of three pretty solid wins and their game tonight, they, you know, they're going to win more games than lose if they continue to play like that. So they don't really need to mess with the lines, really. I think, you know, they go on the road, they keep playing the way they're playing, and I think they're going to have a decent road trip. And as as long as they completely destroy the Senators uh, next <laughs> Sunday, that's, that's the only thing that's important to me right now. If you couldn't tell, Ian is counting down the days to when he gets I to know. go. It's very go. exciting. Uh, to Ottawa, which is we've definitely fun, and if we're able to uh, get Ian in on a check-in, we definitely will have that for sure. So, with that being said, is it time? It's time. All right. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. It's wrap around. Let's be real here. Come on now. Uh, let's get to a busy night and a. Sunday, Saturday night, excuse me. I, I'm getting my head of myself over here. It's Sunday over it. It's in, Sunday in, here. Yeah. Yeah. We're about 55 minutes from, from it being over there, over here, I should say, for Sunday. So let's get to it. Thatcher Demko with the shutout as the Vancouver Canucks, or I'm, excuse me, I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> Jack Hughes scores his first NHL goal on the power play is the lone goal in the Devils' one nothing win over the Vancouver Canucks. Blackwood with the shutout, but a good, solid effort from Demko in that one. Yeah, I, the, um, I, I watched a little tiny bit of this game. Um, I, I think Demko's starting to... Looks like he's starting to really settle into that to the, that role. I think, you know, eventually they're going to have to cut the, the parachute and kind of get uh, Marston out of there. But for right now... Um, you know, it's the Canucks are doing about as well as I would expect them to when the started. So, <laughs> um, and the Devils, I mean, the Devils get a much needed win because the Devils have been atrocious. Yeah. Uh, speaking of atrocious, the Blues have been struggling a little bit here. They lose five to two at home to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, you know, <laughs> and basically the who's who uh, outside of Max Domi uh, scored tonight for Montreal. You got like Gallagher. Duran, Suzuki, Weber, uh, all all contributing in a big win for them. Oh man, Suzuki! Yeah, that's that was a nice when they picked up Suzuki. I knew that was going to be a nice pickup for them, and uh, it's nice to see that he's getting some NHL opportunity and he's making the most of it so far. Yep, definitely. Uh, the Desert Dogs. Oh, excuse us. Oh man. Uh, the Desert Dogs. Uh, beat the Ottawa Senators 5-2. to two. Former Shark Chris Tierney with the goal and a losing effort on the power play. Uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, Senators are, are brutal, so the Sharks better completely take them to task. <laughs> uh, in Toronto, uh, they are celebrating in the streets, am I right? They've beaten the Maple Leafs. This one was in overtime, 4-3. to three. Uh, Morgan Riley... 
Some say he should have been the Leafs captain with two goals, including the game winner with a minute six left in the extra frame on that one. Uh, that one looked like it was a good game from the bits and pieces I saw out there tonight. Those are they're always good games when those two teams get together. They're generally good. It's good hockey. Very good hockey. You know who who's playing really good hockey right now? The Colorado Avalanche. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, Jost with a hat trick uh, in a 6-2 thrubbing of the Tampa Bay Lightning at home. Uh, Hedman and Gord get a pair of goals for the Lightning. That's all as, as Vasilevsky gets lit up by the Lanch and the Avalanche on a... Uh, on a really solid run right now. Yeah, the Aval- I mean the Avalanche are they're they're a fun team. Like they're 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 a fun team and they're a scary team. Um, they've got a lot of firepower up front. I thought the, you know, I, I was a little concerned about their defense, but right now they seem to be just be able to, you know, I think it's going to be a team that's going to like outscore a lot of their problems as the season goes on. Yeah. Uh, Corey Perry has three points to help the Stars beat the Flyers. Uh, four to one in that one. Um, Corey Perry, wow, have yourself a game, man. And um, you know, but uh, Dallas needs their their big guns to get going, though. Um, uh, they need their they need their big guns to get going. Um, if they're gonna do stuff, I mean, it's 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 a weird team. Like, uh, they they should be better than this, I think. Um, I, they have the firepower to, to score more goals than they're putting up. Um, but yeah, they, they need their, I, I, I think this is a team that really needs some of their, their big guns, like their Jamie Benz and their Taylor Seguins to really get going. It, and do, I do hate Perry and puppies. <laughs> oh, Christian Reese. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's half true to be quite half honest. True. I love puppies. Puppies are my favorite. Yes. Um, and let's see. Also, Mark Andre Fleury goes back to Pittsburgh and shuts out the Penguins three nothing there. Uh, Stastny, Wild Bill Carlson, and Mark Stone with the goals in that one. Uh, Vegas with their sixth win. It's like, yeah, I mean Vegas having the season I thought they would have. I mean they're not really surprising me at this point. Yep. Uh, Islanders win in overtime, three to two. Brock Nelson with his fourth. About a half minute into overtime, wins there for the Islanders. The Neon Buggers are three, three, and two on that one. Yeah, it's about right. Yep. Uh, Florida beats uh, the Predators three, two in a shootout. Montembeau uh, with the uh, with the uh, win for the Panthers. Yeah, they seem one. to be. They they, they really. I have to go look because I'm probably talking out of turn here, but I, I feel like like Montembeau's got a couple of wins, so it's 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 interesting how much they've kind of gone back and forth. And I I don't know their schedule, so maybe there's back to back reasons for it. But I feel like considering they do have Bobrovsky, I I feel like Montembeau's gotten a you know more starts than I thought he would have by this point. Definitely, uh, but Bobrovsky, I mean, you got ten million dollars; he's gonna correspond to more starts. Well, that's what you would think, but so far that hasn't been, and maybe I'm I'm wrong. You know, this is one of those things where I look at a glance and and I could be wrong, but I I feel like that I've 
seen Montembeau get some some starts. So I'd have to go double check and really do my homework on that instead of just talking out of my rear end, which is what I'm doing right now. And finally, the Kings beat the Flames 4-1. The Kings get their third uh, win on the season to Foley, Carter, Kopitar, Kovalchuk, who was in McClellan's doghouse. Uh, he gets a power play goal. I keep forgetting McClellan's in that way. Uh, so the Kings now match the Sharks in the uh, standings with three wins and six points. Uh, frustrating. That team's bipolar. I don't know what's going on. Like LA's weird because like they get, you know, they got out. They they like tonight. I thought they, you know, they get a, they get a good win against like a good team and, uh, you know, and then they've been just destroyed in some games so it's really they've been so all over the place as a team to start uh looking at the standings right now i know it's early sharks are six points out of a guaranteed playoff spot uh but again it's early oh yeah i'm not looking i mean looking at playoff standings in october is really dumb well i mean they they've gotten their goal differential down which is good they're at a minus seven that's that's definitely the way to go, but I mean the teams up top, you know, Edmonton, Anaheim, Vegas, you know, two of those three we weren't expecting. Um, yeah, but like that's where it goes back to it's early, right? Like, I mean, it's it, a good cautionary tale is I think you go back to the team we played tonight. They, you know, they got off they got off to a really really hot start halfway, you know, for the first half of the season, and then completely were out of the playoff picture by you know by by the turn of the new year. It, it, and Vancouver got off to that hard, hard, uh, like really great start on, uh, yep. you know, early on, and then faulted. But then you have somebody like Arizona who played to, who really struggled, and right. almost made the playoffs uh, last season. So, yeah, I mean, it's I'm not concerned yet because I, I, I if if the Sharks continued like. Like you look at the, you know, they're tied in the standings right now, the, the, the sharks and the Kings, but there's such a contrast there. Like I, I thought the sharks, you know, the sharks have played consistently good the last four games, whereas LA's just been all over the place. Yep. Like there's just, there's been no consistency. So, uh, I mean, yeah, the sharks got off to that, that rough four game skid, but I mean, that's so like for now, I mean, that's so far in the rear view as far as the sharks go. Yeah. And, so I'm not. That's why I'm not really concerned about it. Like they're 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 two different. Like you look at the. There's no. There's not a lot of consistency when you when you look at the team on the the Kings. You know, you look at Vancouver. You're not seeing that that consistency yet. Whereas the Sharks, they've looked really solid the last four games. And, and look at. I'm not saying that things can't go to crap and they can't look like garbage for four games in the future, and then that'll blow this whole thing out of the water. But for right now. Um, I'm not really, I'm not worried about the Sharks being down with those teams in the standing because the start was awful, but they've so far remedied most of the big concerns. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, so with that, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up on this one, Meyer, on how Marlowe helps the Sharks power play. It does a lot of small things and help with scoring goals. Simple, small plays. Yep. Yep. A uh, quick reminder from Jerry F. Sharky is in the final round of the Mascot Hall of Fame. Vote once per day via email. Voting starts tomorrow. So, Sharks fans, let's make that happen. Let's get Sharky in the Hall of Fame. For sure. So, be on the lookout for that. 
But you'll also be on the lookout for what Ian will tweet out next. So with that, your final thoughts and where the people can find you, Mr. Reed. Um, at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Um, 90% chance there's going to be a TTG tomorrow. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, um, I'll probably be here next game because that's what I do. Um, and I'll see you then. <laughs> I appreciate it immensely. And thank you so much for yeah, uh, no. covering up for early in the season, for sure. Uh <laughs> Laurel in the chat saying, if you don't like a roller coaster ride, get off the shark's train. <laughs> yeah. It's been a really boring roller coaster so far. I yeah. mean, it went like down and now it's, it's, it's just kind of going up at a steady pace. It's not really, it's not really crazy. I mean, like as far as, I don't know, it's not my favorite analogy, but I get it. And I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, if you, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on the tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's I well Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, you name it, you love it. We're all there. Of course, follow us on the social. Uh, just search for Teal Town USA. That's where we will find us. And then for more Sharks content, Hit us up at tealtownusa.com. We had food reviews, uh, interviews with uh, Sharks, or excuse me, Barracuda play-by-play guy Nick Nolenberger, that one. And, and I guess we should kind of touch on it, too. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about the rough ice uh, tonight. There was a Barracuda game tonight or earlier today. Uh, they lost to the Ontario Reign 5-2. to uh, Nick D. Simone with the goal out there. Um, were you able to catch any of it? No, I haven't. I haven't had a chance to to watch any AHL um, hockey yet. Probably when I get back from my trip, I'll probably take a little bit more deeper dive into um, what the Baby Sharks are doing. But they really need to get that that rank built, don't they? Yeah, that'd be a pretty nice thing for them to have for sure. For sure. I mean, like the both teams play on the same ice, and I thought. You know, like you know, again, both teams playing the same ice, but I mean, it's 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 a problem. Yeah, it, it's it's becoming a thing, and I mean, granted, it was a little bit, um, a little bit uh, of a humid day, so the puck might be bouncing a little bit more. So, but it doesn't do it any favors, right? Like, I mean, no. the, the, the the SAP has had noted problems with humidity, so when you play when you play a game and then have morning skates, you know, you have the, the opposing team taking the morning state skate there. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough situation. And I think that um, it's, it's difficult because I mean, really where else in the Bay area are they going to put this team that's built for hockey, like hockey first Yeah. or not even, not even hockey first. Like you can't send them to the cow palace, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's, well, there. I mean, I know the Bulls were there not too long ago, but right. The Cow Palace, like from from what I'm told, and I can't speak to this because I'm not obviously a Barrier resident, but the Cow Palace is, from what I've told, notoriously a pain in the butt to get to. There's no transportation getting there. I mean, there is a little bit of a BART tr- train, but you're gonna have to take a bus to get there. Uh, it's not exactly the best part of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly. There's no concourse. <laughs> I mean, there, there's one little one little ramp to get up to the higher end of the seats in the building, but that's it. I mean, there's yeah, they really they just need much... to get their 
they need to get that the the pad they want to build the shark face. They need to get that built because that's that they don't. The other problem with the Barracuda too is that they're all the other venues that are around it that they could possibly stick them in are all too big for the Barracuda. Like the SAP Center is too big for the Barracuda, hence they tape half of it off. Like it's there's not really there's it's not really a great situation. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about Oracle Arena to say like if they could even put a pad of ice in there. I don't know if they if they have previously. I don't know if it's built to sustain ice for any period of time. I, I don't know enough about Oracle to say. But I, again, Oracle's too big for the Barracuda. Right. I mean, and, be, be... Uh, the Sharks are obviously going to keep the Barracuda in the building they run. Right, and and that's that's the key issue there. They want to keep them in the right. They're gonna they... save up. They're they save pennies. They're not gonna lease out Oracle Arena to put the the Barracuda. You know, they're not gonna pay to put the Barracuda somewhere else, and they can just put them in SAP Center. I mean, it's it's an unfortunate situation, but it's it's not gonna change until they get that uh, smaller um, pad built for them by, by Sharks Ice. I'm pretty sure that's a new thing, or. Completed 2024 is what AJ yep. is saying. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's the estimate. It would I believe would add another sheet of ice to the to the rink, uh, and along with the other uh, for the in for the arena. To, right. Uh, so I and that's I mean ultimately that's what they need. But if you think the Sharks are going to spend money to put them somewhere else, that's too big for them. Also, it's not going to happen. No, no, well, unless they're controlling the arena, which right. is likely not going to happen. So. All right, so Ian, thank you very much as always. You can follow me at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. So it'll be uh, great to hear uh, Skylar. <laughs> My so, backyard's not big enough for an NHL pad. Gotcha. I was going to say, can we put the cooter in the backyard, Ian, according to Skylar Greenberg? I'm sure your ice, the ice would be really nice for that one. So, now so. I get to go. Yeah, I mean, if they want to go and play in my backyard, it's not really not really legal size, but uh, if they want to play, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> so with that, that'll do it for us. We will be back with you Tuesday evening as the Sharks start their East Coast road trip. So 4 p.m. start on the uh, on the West Coast, 7 p.m. Uh, where Ian's at, where he can, you know, see games at a, de- a decent time. <laughs> oh, I might have to work that night. Damn Uh-oh. It. Oh, that's oh, like icing work. on the power play. That's never good. That's worse. That's the worst when they come to the East Coast. Like they have the nerve to play when I could actually watch them and I'll probably have to work. Dude. I'll I'll double check and I'll get back to you on that. All right. Well, we appreciate each and every one of you. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. Of course, hit that thumb up thumbs up, that like us, and of course that bell ding. Yeah, that'll notify you when we go on the air. Uh, to uh, join in but of course again follow us on the social we'll get that link to you right away as well so with that we'll close this out we'll be back with you on tuesday night following sharks and sabers and until then make sure you hit that subscribe button follow us on the social watch our videos we appreciate each and every one of you until then keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great weekend everyone we'll see you on tuesday night